This episode is brought to you by Legalite Horizons. Are you looking to create a life you love? Legalite Horizons is a new model which gives principal level lawyers the platform to grow their practice and personal brand, all while being fully supported. You'll join a recognised award-winning firm and have access to support staff, existing infrastructure and systems, one-on-one mentoring and still get to keep the lion's share of what you bill. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility to practice the way you want, get in touch for a confidential discussion. Visit legalite.com.au forward slash horizons. It requires a lot of investment of upfront investment of time and energy. Please be prepared for the long haul. Having said that, you know, like the journey of a thousand miles was begin by the first step. And often the first step would be to try and look at that one thing that's going to make maximum impact. It's really important when you embark on, on, on a change journey to try and get your quick wins because that's what's going to drive the momentum. That's what's going to get you to buy in to carry on doing more change and transformation. And hopefully that's what's going to help you to build, you know, potentially an army of challenges champions who would want to change. So it's really important to try and identify what would be that that first project or that first area to focus on that would make maximum impact because that's how you would then start off. You're listening to Doing Law Differently. Join me, Lucy Dickens, as I explore how the world's most progressive legal service providers are doing law differently. Hi everyone, Lucy Dickens here. Welcome back to Doing Law Differently. Today's guest is someone who is well and truly leading change in our profession. I'm joined by Priya Lele, Legal Operations Leader at Herbert Smith Freehills in London. Priya has extensive experience leading service design and innovation projects in private practice with GCs and in-house teams. She leads initiatives that drive innovation in legal service delivery, including new ways of working, process design and effective use of technology. You may also know Priya as chairperson and co-founder of She Breaks the Law, a global network for women who lead disruptive legal innovation. Now, She Breaks the Law absolutely exploded following its launch last year on International Women's Day. Its growth and the sheer number of people who joined in the community, I think, well exceeded the expectations of its founders. As well as talking to Priya about her role at Herbert Smith Freehills, and the kind of work they do there to help their clients drive transformation and change in their businesses. Of course, I also talked to her about She Breaks the Law, including an understanding of what their goals are for the future and how you can get involved if you're interested. Over to the interview. Enjoy. Priya, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, you have such a wealth of experience, so we could take this interview in so many directions, but I thought we don't have forever. So let's start with an overview. Your role is all about improving legal services. So can you start by sharing some of the ways that you help your clients to drive transformation? Sure. Lucy, the way we work with our clients to help them implement change, transformation, or help them adopt new ways varies enormously, frankly. And there's a broad spectrum of things or projects or issues that we help our clients with. On the one end of the spectrum, um, we could be helping our clients on a very specific project or a specific initiative or a team or an issue that they're trying to tackle. For example, it could be a regulatory change project that they want to embark on, or it could be, you know, within a team, they want to develop specific capabilities, or it could be that 
They're trying to create some cost efficiencies in a, in a particular area. So on the one end of the spectrum, we could be quite focused and sort of project-based or issue-based. And um, through the other end of the spectrum, it could be very vast and wide. And, and it could be sort of looking at the whole department and it could be how do we transform? It could be, for example, you're trying to take a, a sort of root and branch review of the whole department and really look at where do we bring in change uh, or how to modernize? Are we making the most of the technology or automation piece? Or it could be sometimes that a new GC or an innovation or a legal operations head takes charge and they want to take a look at the department. They want to set up vision. They want to set up a strategy for their innovation or their legal operations efforts or they want to create a new team from scratch. So it really is a very, very broad spectrum of matters that we help our clients with. So given that it's such a broad spectrum, are there common themes or goals that people approach you to try to solve? Yes, and, and, and you're right. I mean, they do tend to be some common themes or goals. I mean, typically people think when we're looking at transformation or change, people are driven by cost. And I'm not yes. saying that's not the case. Yes, there is. Cost is sometimes the, the objective, you know, the whole more for less challenge. People yeah. want to see how they can be more efficient, uh, where they could drive cost down. But to be honest, that's one goal or one of the times that, that that's an impetus. But sometimes we also find that people are genuinely looking at how to invest in their people better. You know, how to, for example, to prove their department or how to create the, the sort of lawyer of the you know, future, the T-shaped lawyer, how do we support them? You know, what capabilities do we have? How can we build on those? Or it could be looking at what technology is available. Are we innovative enough? And are we, you know, making the most of uh, the new technology that has to offer to the legal department? Or it could also be one of the reasons why we get often involved is where the legal department is trying to sort of align itself with the business strategy and to make sure that the way they're operating is in line with that but also then they are not just efficient but they're making sure that they're focused on their strategic priorities and then they're managing and smart sourcing where they shouldn't be doing the work so there are a host of uh, sort of goals or objectives and as I said sometimes it could be a very specific goal like you know if there's a new regulatory change we ought to implement that you know how do we do that most efficiently how do we do that globally or department-wide and what sort of change management goes with it If I was just to pick an example, because there's a lot in that, and I know you have worked personally a lot with uh, process improvement. So if I was to pick that as an example, how would you describe your approach to process improvement with your clients? Yeah, process improvement or process design is, is an area that we definitely focus on. But to be honest, in any of our client engagements, our approach is always you know, jargon-free. It's very simple and it's design uh, thinking led. So we always look at and, and start by looking at the people involved and your end users. In terms of our approach, it's definitely sort of multidisciplinary teams. Uh, it's sort of, uh, design thinking led. We try and obviously bring in the best of the firm and match it with the, with the requirements of the client. So whether it be involving our legal operations colleagues, right, from project managers, process designers, automation technologists, through to consultants like myself, and also wider teams, our, our lawyers, as well as our knowledge management, L&D people. So to give you a concrete example, let's say a regulatory change management project is something that we are assisting a client with. We look at obviously engaging with our lawyers who are experts in that area of law or regulation. We'd look to engage with our alternative legal services uh, uh, team sometimes because they are experts in repapering and helping implement the process-driven aspects of the change management. Uh, We'd also look to engage with our L&D and knowledge management lawyers where there's an element of capability or training or to support the change and obviously within the legal project management or legal design we engage with our legal operations colleagues like project managers process designers automation technologies all the host of uh, that and equally 
at the client's end as well, what we would like to do is we not just engage with the, the, the legal team or the heads of legal or GCs, we also like to bring multidisciplinary aspect to that. So we would look to engaging with their IT teams, with their business teams, with their change managers if there are. So what we really want to do is collaboratively work with the client, check in from time to time to make sure that our approach is tailored and is delivering the, the change that they require. So it's about bringing together lots of different people with different roles to bring all the ideas together and come up with the best solution. Absolutely. And in terms of process design in particular, um, yes, our approach is sort of adapting uh, lean, you know, adapting uh, lean Six Sigma, agile design thinking. But obviously, as I said earlier, our approach is very much jargon free. We really try to make it simple and, and approachable. But also, you know, we've had, as you rightly said, years of experience of doing this with lawyers, hundreds of legal and business processes, and years of doing this with lawyers as well as multidisciplinary teams, which I think places us in a sort of unique position where we are able to bring out the best in that sort of environment to make sure that collectively they're able to design a solution that they can all implement going forward. What are some of the results that your clients have seen as a result of engaging you and implementing these kinds of changes? That's an interesting one. So obviously where it is a specific project or a specific um, you know, objective that we are yet there to deliver, we'd obviously help them to. So to give you an example, let's say I was working with a, a client's commercial contract team and they were really drowning in a volume of work. And also they were struggling to really focus on their sort of strategic projects. So starting off on the one hand, we, we started to look at, you know, some of the complex projects and really helping them to manage, to design, to the way they work plan that they can deliver to and on the other hand to look at how they're managing their volume contracts and and designing some process solutions for that so to take both ends of the spectrum to make sure that then the the sort of strategic early the the senior lawyers are able to devote more time to the the larger projects and contracts and at the same time have a process driven solutions for the less complicated and more volume contracts so obviously we help them to implement that which makes the, sure that the lawyers time is freed up to do the bits that they should really be focusing on and it creates efficiencies within the team but in addition to that i think to me the real testament to the sort of impact we were having was was a few months after these workshops that we'd led where I was having coffee with the head of legal and she happened to mention the impact that it's had on her team overall and the morale and how it's really changed the way they look at their work. So I sometimes describe it as a sort of switch flipping and once mm. it's flipped it's really hard to flip it back mm. so once you have developed that sort of mindset to really question what you're doing and thinking about is this the right way am I the right person is this the best use of my time is there a better way of doing that and once you've kind of questioned that and led that people to think in that way I think even after the workshops or the work that we've done on that particular process they carry that mindset going forward in their work as they do and to me that's that's um it's what it's all about, right? I think the switch is a really good analogy because I see that too. People either get it or they don't. And as soon as they flick the switch, every single thing they do, they start saying, am I the right person for this job? Should someone else be doing this? Could we automate this? And they run those questions kind of automatically through every single thing that they then do thereafter. Absolutely. Now, you touched before on one of the challenges as being cost, the, the challenge to drive down costs in legal departments. And I think it's similar for law firms as well, because market conditions obviously mean that they are also being squeezed and clients kind of are starting to expect more for less. I know that you're trying to change the narrative around this to change the conversation from one about cost to one about value. And I'm interested to understand what that means to you and how you're going about it. 
Sure. You're right, whether it be in a law firm or an in-house team, uh, you know, cost tends to be one of the concerns. And to us, the way we're trying to tackle that is actually almost move away from an additive in terms of cost center or looking at a cost through to the value that we're bringing in yes. and really changing uh, that perspective that the business has of the legal team, the, the value that we bring in. And I think to that end, it's really important to articulate and therefore to, and before you can articulate what value you're bringing, it is really important to understand what it means for your clients or your end users. For example, if you're advising on a particular dispute, what is it that it means in terms of reputation, in terms of other issues and the value that it, it has to the client? If it is a transaction, you know, how critical, how important it is, you know, what market are you entering into and what value are you bringing into that? In terms of commercial contracts, for example, what is the, again, the sort of value that you're bringing into the, to the business by advising on those? What are the risks that you're helping them to alleviate, for example? Can you articulate your value in in those regards. So it's really trying to, when we try and change this narrative, it's all about engaging with your stakeholders and your end users to understand from them. So instinctively, we all have an idea of the value that we bring, for example, Mm. but it's really important to test that out with your end users. Is this really where they think you're bringing in the value? So it always goes back to sort of engaging with your stakeholders, uh, you know, asking those questions, what do they value most? What keeps them awake and how can you help them with that? And align those with what you're trying to do and identify you know you're almost like a USP what is it that you do differently that's going to add the most value to the client and if you can articulate that if you can understand that and you can focus all your energies to make sure that you're doing more of that and then to try and understand that if this is my USP this is where I can add value what are the other things that I can do more efficiently so that I can be cost efficient to the client so really focusing on what you're delivering what the client values most but also doing it most efficiently so that you're not diluting the quality of the work that you're giving, but actually you're giving it at a cost efficient, um, but a value added way. So it's not just about driving down the cost. It's about working out how to do things better and how to demonstrate that the solution that you're providing meets several of their needs. Exactly. And I think it's a, it's a question of aligning. So um, your um, you know perception of the value that you're bringing in with the perception that the client or the end user has in terms of the value that you're bringing in. So it's very important that those are aligned. If you think that you, the value, a classic example could be that people might want to value the you know the work they do in terms of the time, for example. Yes, the, the whole billable hour thing. But actually, if you really look at the value that you're bringing to the client. Is it time bar? Is is it really dependent on the time that you're spending, or is it the quality of the advice you're giving, or is it the strategic decision that you're helping them to make? Is it the hand holding? You know, what aspect of that are you really adding value to? Is it you can't always put it in terms of the time you're spending. It can sometimes be way more important. You could be spending a half an hour on a very strategic decision that's actually much more valuable and in, in sort of millions to the client as opposed to you could just be spending hours together on the grunt work. So if it is the grunt work, you're spending hours together. Is there a, a better way of doing it? Should you be automating? You know, should you be using technology to do that? And whereas if it is the, the sort of strategic advisory bit, you know, could you personalize it even more? Could you try and, uh, and um, give more of that personal time to your clients so that you're adding more strategic value? So I want to shift focus a bit and ask you about She Breaks the Law because, of course, I can't miss that opportunity while I've got you here. So for people who might not know, tell us about She Breaks the Law. 
Thanks. Yes. She Breaks the Law is a global network of women leaders um, who are disrupting and who are leading innovation uh, in law in their respective roles. It was set up by myself and my uh, co-founders who met at a conference and just happened to sort of bond over dinner that evening. And we really enjoyed each other's company. We shared our journeys together. We really spoke about, you know, what does innovation or disruption mean in the legal field, how women in particular are taking charge to lead some of that, and what does being a woman leader in particular mean in the legal ecosystem, and all of those things. And we really enjoyed each other's company and sharing so much that we thought we should do this more often. And in fact, you know, why just the three of us? Why not broaden it out? How about we, you know, bring in more women like us together and create a network and we got more and more ambitious at the back of that dinner and then last year on International Women's Day uh, we soft launched um, the network mm-hmm. She Breaks Law and we opened our LinkedIn page um, frankly Lucy it took us even by surprise in the sense that the way that it grew and how fast it grew so within 24 hours of opening our LinkedIn page from three we became 125 overnight yeah, and we definitely knew that we were really onto something, that there were other women like us who also felt the gap for a network and that they would be, you know, they would want to join us. You know, within eight weeks, um, we were, I was already in New York opening the second, sort of uh, launching it in second location, having done the, the London launch. We've now launched our network officially in eight uh, places, including uh, London, New York, Chicago, Amsterdam, Sydney, Paris, Dubai, and Mumbai. And of course, globally on the LinkedIn page, we are over 2,000 women from 28 countries. And I think the reason that, that people are drawn to this is goes to your question in terms of what, what is the network all about? What's our, what's our goal with the organization? Mm. It's really twofold, to be honest. First and foremost, we really want to break down silos. We want to break down silos that exist between different organizations, in law firms, in house teams, legal technologists, uh, even academics, journalists. So that we want to bring women lawyers from across the sort of ecosystem. And also we want to not just bring about women lawyers, we want to bring about all women and allied professionals working within uh, the legal ecosystem. So we want to really break down silos. Within, you know, I mean, for example, I hate the word non-lawyers. Mm-hmm. We want to break down silos with lawyers and technologists and project managers, process designers and so on and so forth really all about sort of bringing again all the women uh, who are leading different functions and finally the second aim is we would want to do our bit to what we would say change the narrative which tends to be quite negative when it comes to women leadership in law tends to focus on how there are fewer women at the top for example in partnerships in law firms in decision making powers and that's true Lucy and we would love to make our bit in terms of repressing the gender pay gap or gender gap in particular uh, in terms of decision making but we also believe that that what that negative narrative sometimes does is that it ignores or it doesn't do justice to women leaders who are in the industry yeah and making a change every day it's the likes of you and I it's the likes of you know I mean we even have within our network some really young lawyers like associates or even trainees who have started their own startup or a, or a technology company we have women who are leading finance within the firms or we have you know GCs we have innovation heads we have project managers process designers so we believe that actually leadership and change is it comes in different formats it's not just one size fits all and what we really like to do by bringing these women together is to shine light on sort of relatable role models and on all sorts of women leadership and who are making a change, uh, who are making a difference in the way that uh, law is delivered or practiced or even what. Um, So that's really at the heart and uh, and sort of soul that, um, that she breaks the law. Feeling inspired but unsure how to translate that inspiration into change in your firm? 
Or maybe you have ideas to shake up your business, but you're having a hard time implementing them. Well, I can help. After 10 years leading law firm development and change, I'm now helping others to do the same. My coaching programs are designed to help you redesign your business to create a simple but significant and sustainable business that will skyrocket your success. Let me help you do law differently. Visit lucydickens.com.au forward slash coach to find out more. It was amazing to watch your launch unfold because it felt like every time I logged on to LinkedIn, you were launching in a new country and one or all three of you had traveled to do your launch and you were bringing women together all over the world. And it was just amazing to see. And like you say, you didn't expect that. So to see how that just grew from one idea that I didn't know started at the back of a of a dinner with three of you who didn't even know each other, it's pretty amazing to see what you can achieve when you work together in that way. Indeed. Thank you very much. And you're right. As I often say, don't underestimate the power of, uh, you know, women, food and wine. (laughs) (laughs) Deadly combination. It always leads to innovative new ideas. (laughs) So what does the future hold? I understand the objectives. Do you have plans as an organization as to how you're going to try and tackle some of these things? Indeed. So we have four strands. So our main objective is to basically become an unparalleled global network for women leaders of disruption within the legal ecosystem. And the way we want to go about it is by providing a forum for these fantastic women to A, connect with each other and to create a, a sort of sustainable and strategic network to actually connect strand. Uh, we want them to be able to come together, share their stories and uh, their challenges and their successes and to shine light on each other through our She Shares strand. We want to be able to provide them with enough opportunities to develop themselves and each other to have access to, to training or coaching or mentoring through the network, through our She Develops strand. And finally, to be able to come together, share their ideas and create new ideas and new initiatives with each other through our She Creates strand. And what we have under each of those strands are different initiatives. So, for example, obviously, uh, most of our launch events, which is what you were referring to, tend to be our She Connects events, which are face-to-face networking circles. It gives you an opportunity to really develop those deeper bonds and create a great network of, of women like you. Under the She Shares, again, we have been hosting some events uh, globally to enable people to share each other's stories. And, you know, as one of our co-founders often says, we don't want another woman to say, I don't know how she does it, you know. We do be really able to provide that that forum and stage for people to share how they've been doing things with each other and also on our LinkedIn network women often share their stories and, and what inspires them and what their career journeys have been like and likewise in our, under our she develops we are about to launch a few initiatives including a few webinars with Thomson Reuters one of our sponsors you're also going to start announcing some of our partnerships with coaching and mentoring schemes for example and some other sort of training and other initiatives in which she develops from and finally under she creates to be honest that is one of the most inspiring ones i think in hindsight when we first started to think about these strands and what initiatives we would take the she creates to us was always possibly the one to say well it will come in time or you know we will create something in time we can't do everything from day one we hmm. day jobs and in our own times you know it's challenging but we would be very passionate to enable people to share ideas create new things and maybe we can help and support for example the Global Legal Hackathon that we are about to start uh, supporting and partnering with. And those could be great opportunities. And that's great. And as I said, we're about to support the Global Legal Hackathon. Now. It's yet to be announced, um, but it will be hopefully soon that we are going to be supporting their sort of inclusivity challenge in particular. But in addition to these sort of opportunities to come together and 
create new ideas at hackathons or, or legal jams or things like that. Frankly, just by enabling and bringing these fantastic women together and enabling them to share ideas together, they've already organically some initiatives that have been born out of She Breaks the Law community to us. That is that has been the most fantastic thing to witness. This Ventures is a great example. So it was started off by a few members on the LinkedIn page uh, by sharing their thoughts about, you know, we should really do something around empowering women refugees across the world. And would anybody else want to join? And, and that's just how it took off the ground. And it's an initiative that's doing a real difference in the world. There's a group that meets regularly in London and around continuous learning and developing t- techniques to help develop that in our legal ecosystem. There's a group that is focusing on how can we try and increase the access to ch- the, to funding that women-led initiatives often struggle. You know, are they typically um, yeah, are the initiatives that we could do to do that? We are also looking to set up some focus groups around access to justice and use of technology in particular to drive that. We're also looking at, you know, there are a lot of members who are interested in, for example, doing in the legal design space. So having said, like I said, that was one of the, the surprising and the really pleasant surprises to us. So the one that we thought would, would probably be the most tricky or the most sort of time-consuming has actually grown organically just by making sure that these women can connect with each other. Because, And that's the beauty of bringing in creative, fantastic women leaders together. We don't even have to do uh, everything ourselves. You know, the, the, the membership is fantastic to want to create things on their own. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. You bring together these passionate and intelligent women who clearly have an interest and in, well, they care, frankly, about the future of the legal profession. And so they come up with these amazing ideas and they build these projects and create these things in their own time. Absolutely. So it's, it's fantastic to witness that. And I said, it's um, really humbling to see the, the impact that it's making. They are very, very happy about um, She Breaks the Law and the way that it's progressing. So to keep involved or to get involved, perhaps more more like it, do people find you on your LinkedIn page? Is that the best place to go to join She Breaks the Law community? Absolutely. Absolutely. At the moment, our um, digital sort of offering is through our home is on LinkedIn. So yeah, the best way would be to find one of us or to find our company uh, page on She Breaks the Law and join us. Cool. Yeah. And, and really just look out for the next opportunity, whether it be an online event or, or an event in, in your city or near you. Yeah, or come and share your ideas and find people to collaborate with by the sounds of it. <laughs> I'll include the links in the show notes so people can find you easily. So go there if you're looking for the link to the LinkedIn page. And we have a Twitter handle as well. So Cool, I will include the Twitter. So I like to finish all my interviews by asking for one piece of advice for somebody who wants to do law differently. So what would your piece of advice be? Speaking of sort of doing law differently or trying to, so going back to our original question that we discussed in the sense, if somebody wants to, whether it be a law firm or a legal department, they want to sort of start somewhere in terms of doing things differently, where would they start? I would think it's really, it boils down to sort of trying to identify something that would make maximum impact. I mean, the first thing I would say to anybody uh, embarking on a journey to transform or change is that it is a very long and a hard journey. And it requires a lot of investment of upfront investment of time and, and energy. And so please be prepared for the long haul. Having said that, you know, like the, the journey of a thousand miles must begin by the first step. And often the first step would be to try and look at that one thing that's going to make maximum impact. It's really important when you embark on, on, on a change journey to try and get your quick wins, because that's what's going to drive the momentum. That's what's going to get you to buy in to carry on doing more change and transformation. And hopefully that's what's going to help you to build... You know, potentially an army of champions who would want to change 
So it's really important to try and identify what would be that that first project or that first area to focus on that would make maximum impact because that's how you would then start off. And when you do identify that area, it's really important to really break it down. So of course, going back to the lean or the, the process design or even design thinking approaches, it's really important to look at it, uh, analyze it. You know, how are you doing it? Are you having the right people to do the right things? Are you making the most use of your technology? In particular, in terms of technology, what I'd like to add, and a lot of the times people think that, you know, I need this shiny new piece of technology and that's going to solve my problems. And of course, that's really the case. That's really not the case. It's really, really important to start looking at the people you have, the value that you're bringing in the processes that you have before you try and look at how technology helps and even in terms of sort of technology what i'd say is you know start looking at the technology you already have before you look at the next shiny new piece of technology because what i see often is that a lot of the times people are not making maximizing the use of the technology that they already have implementing yeah. a new you know exactly adapting implementing a new piece mm. of technology into your uh, integrating it with your existing systems is very very time consuming and, and the return on investment is long term whereas if you start looking at the technology solutions you already have and maximizing that use uh, and then building on that that would get you more uh, impact definitely i love the advice you give about making finding one thing that's going to make the maximum impact and get some quick wins because i see i see people who are trying to kind of start this journey and they they don't quite know how and they find that they don't have time to do all the things that they want to do and it's easy to get dissatisfied and think that it's all too hard so i partic- that's why i particularly like that find something that's going to make a big deal it's going to make a big deal of change and then get some runs on the board and it will give you that momentum to keep on going indeed it sounds like exactly what you did with She Breaks the Law. So congratulations <laughs> on that whole community. It's been amazing to watch it unfold over the last year. And I'm really looking forward to one being involved in the future, but also seeing where you take it around the world. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, one of my co-founders is uh, going to be in Australia very, very soon. So we look out for that. We'll be launching very soon in Melbourne and doing some follow-on events in uh, Sydney as well. So do get involved, Lucy. We'd love to have you there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing all your time today. Thank you. That's all from Doing Law Differently today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love to ask two favours from you. First, please tell your friends. If you know of someone who you think might enjoy listening to the podcast or might learn something from one of my guests, I'd love it if you could share the episode with them. And the other thing I would love to ask is if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a rating and review. I love hearing what people think about the show and it really helps other people to find out about the podcast as well. See you next time. Bye.